103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Hey, this is the Key 103 Toulon cast, the best bits of Mike and Chelsea in the morning on Key 103. Uh, I'm Mike, this is Chelsea. Hello. Key 103 Toulon cast. Um, so listen, I've got a bit of news, which um, Matt and Chelsea here know, but which I've not told you guys. Um, and I've not had a chance to... to um, He's pregnant. Mike's going to become Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. That's the next bit of surgery. Uh, no, I've actually... You've run out, you've got no bits to renew. Uh, Charles, <laughs> yeah, my moment in the sun. Can you just let me run with the room? Why add when you can take away? <laughs> guys, come on, this is uh, very serious. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's a very, very serious moment, Mike. Chelsea, shh. shh. Sorry. <clears throat> I am... You ready? <laughs> Engaged! Yay! 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 I, uh, I, um, I, That's uh, me clapping, by the way. Chelsea's not. Chelsea's not. Uh, no, she didn't. She doesn't care. Um, I got, uh, I got engaged. So, um, I've been, I've mentioned this girl, Gemma, on the show for the last, uh, probably about, uh, nine months or whatever it is. Nine or ten months. Nine months? Is nine there anything months. else you need yes. to <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, now here's little Mikey. You know what your mum and dad are like. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And we got engaged and we went on we went on holiday in the summer. I've not really had a chance to mention this yet. Well, actually, the thing was, Chelsea obviously has been going on about the, the, the marriage thing and the wedding thing. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. No, I don't mean going on in a, in a bad way, but I didn't want to come on and, and as soon as you've just done your wedding thing for me to then say my thing. But about four or five days after Chelsea got married, uh, just to try and steal her thunder <laughs> I, I got myself engaged so uh i asked my girlfriend Gemma. we've been with her about nine months and i would say you know we talk about our real lives on the show don't we i would say really the, the only girl um who you know ever since all the divorce and all that and the only girl uh, with no disrespect to any ex-girlfriends who are listening oh. now yeah and there's and been a few yeah there's been one or two no it's been hey listen everyone has their this charlie sheen period dirt yeah. track moments like you know yeah, it's the, the, the postcode lottery for mike meant something completely different <laughs> after his divorce thanks very much for that matthew where am i going tonight sk6 no listen like anybody when you get divorced you know i i i went out and i you know i dated a couple of you girls. You parted like it was 1999. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and um, anyway, but now I, I uh, for the last year or so, whatever it is, nine months, I've, I've um, you know, I've, I've chilled and and I've, I'm having a terrific time and this girl is very, very nice. Do you want some wedding magazine? <laughs> yes, I do. I've been really looking for a way of getting rid of <laughs> Have you? I do. So we're going to do all that stuff. We're going to get married. Um, we're getting married next Christmas. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to do a Christmas. I've never been to a Christmas wedding, and I thought that'd be really nice. So, kind of like, I'm just thinking real, you know, candles and uh, holly fur. and ivy and fur. Yeah. yeah. Well, not real fur. Faux fur. <laughs> um, <laughs> just on behalf of everyone who might be listening, just tell us a little bit about Gemma. How did you meet her and things like that? Uh, she's got long, uh, long blonde hair running down her back. Not on her head. <laughs> <laughs> just a big hairy just back. Just at the sides, yeah. actually. She's got uh, <laughs> curly, curly teeth. <laughs> And, uh, no, she's no, she's nice. She's uh, she's a bit younger than me, but I, I, that doesn't matter. Yeah, most people are. Most people are. <laughs> most most living humans are. Oh, Mike's thinking. I wish these two had just. Been yeah, on. I'm just trying to share my my tender moment with a listener. You two oh, are really yeah. just peeing on my strawberries. We struggle with seriousness. I know. Why can't you do seriousness? Because Why are you getting such your own emotion? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? My Listen, big moment. My I've big moment. I've been up with it for years. It's no, now no. payback time. Mike, Mike, yeah. I. 
uh, and I speak from at least uh, three people's perspectives, <laughs> I'm very happy for you. I know you are, Matt. I know you yes. are. Um, and so, yes, no, she's very nice, Gemma. Uh, and um, uh, yes, that's it. I don't know what else to say. So, well so, done. Well, well done. Well, thank well, you. But listen, there's no way I'm going to let it influence uh, the, the, the rest of the show. <laughs> when I fall in love. Uh, coming up, we've got um, Chicago and Nat King Cole and Dean Martin, so stay with us. Uh, no, we're looking for a... Um, so that's it. And there will be more. I'm not going to go on it, but you didn't really go on about it. I'm not going to go on no, about wedding stuff for the next however long. I'm just, you know, that's it. I've said it. It's out there now, and, and I'm going to retreat to my uh, personal shyness. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, so it's 14 minutes past eight on Q103, and coming up, uh, we are looking for a man today for thingamajig. Oh, what, in fact, that means you've got married, I think about it. Mm-hmm. Trevor, the producer's getting married. Matt's getting married. Very um, soon. Very soon. Next month. Yes. Uh, and now I'm getting married. Yeah. Well, who's going to be the, the tart of the show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll never that, end. That'll <laughs> still be you. Oh, that'll... <laughs> That's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry That's just not even funny, is it? <laughs> oh, okay. You're not going to move me back a row, are you? <laughs> <In> the church. <laughs> the church? You think you're getting an invite to the day, dude? <laughs> How deluded. Mike and Chelsea. Deborah Cowan has just Facebooked us at Q103 and she says, Congratulations on your engagement yesterday. Uh, classic cakes and reddish for all your wedding cake needs. <laughs> Someone's shamelessly getting a plug for their business in on the back of my joy. Uh, classic cakes and reddish. Anyway, I see you lot. Hello to. In fact, everyone, everyone seems to be joining the bandwagon. Dame Gre- uh, Dave Greenwood says, uh, Congratulations, Mike. I'm a DJ, by the way. If you inbox me, I'll put you in the diary for your big day. <laughs> Everyone is shamelessly... Don't knock it. Some of them do work out. (laughs) (laughs) No mentions whatsoever. Uh, Paula in Partington says, congratulations on your news. Uh, You've not told us the story of what happened. Well, I didn't yesterday because uh, Matt in particular was making fun of me. I'm sorry. you were. You wouldn't even let me tell my my joyous story without you... Well, I assumed it would would be a kind of Mr Bean type joke on the way there. It it was. So I wanted to spare you the embarrassment. No, it did. When when I asked Gemma to marry me, um, uh, you might not be surprised here. It didn't always go to plan. There's nothing in my life. Not like you. Ever you seems. don't plan. I don't really plan. I'm oh, not that's a, I'm your not problem. A, I'm not a forward thinker. You I don't even know what the next the record is. Yeah, if you were going to build a house, you'd just put a toilet on a bit of soil. You wouldn't bother with <laughs> I'd put a toilet there and I'd sit there with anything. a copy of the Daily Star. Yeah. Say, right, what happens now? That's your problem. Um, yeah, no, what happened was, uh, and I'm not I'm not very good at um, forward planning, which is why I have a, a Chelsea and a Gemma. Yeah, well, the worrying thing is she's pretty disorganised as well, isn't yes, she? Yes, she is. Yes, as she ladies is. go... She's almost mannish. Not in that way. <laughs> what are you trying to say? She's not very organised. yesterday, all you did... Yeah. Can I just... Be- bear in mind, yesterday I was doing the announcement... She's disorganised. Yesterday on the show, I was doing the announcement of my engagement, and all you decided to talk about... You know, while while uh, Gemma's mum is listening, and all the family are listening, you just decided to talk about that for the last two years I'd been a slag. I've got no sympathy, to- because all you've done is took the mick out of me for the last two years. Yes, this is true, Matt. I hope you're listening. Both of you. Yeah, she's talking to you. Anyway, so the, the, I did actually, um, uh, we, we got engaged abroad and um, and I'd bought the diamond and everything before we went away and um, I was a bit worried. You know, what when you, shape is it, by the way? Uh, it's um, pear shape. And how much did it cost? Um, that's, I can't tell you. Can you tell me later? How many no. months wages did you spend on it? Um, I spe- you get, I, that's in person. No, that's fine because no one knows how much you were. Obviously, we do, but no one else does. Well, so I just yeah, it would be it, I, a couple of months, I think. 
couple of months. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. No, that, that, I'm going back to the days when I used to work in Subway. Oh, right. yeah, okay. I took that as the benchmark. <laughs> um, and um, so we, we got engaged abroad. Does she um, know how much it cost? No, of course. Oh, of course she first does. First thing I asked. It, I bet it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Matt, said, thanks for the ring. Uh, <laughs> how much did it cost? Yeah, yeah. and have you got the receipts? Yeah. <laughs> but the... the um, Insurance purposes. I, I, uh, I didn't want to go through Manchester Airport security uh, with the ring on my persona because I thought, you know, they do the beepy thing. Tell me you didn't put it where I think you put it. I did. You're right. You didn't hang it there. <laughs> no, I didn't hang it anywhere. You must have really uh, small fingers. <laughs> you don't have to there. keep it on your body. No. Well, you put it in your, in your hand luggage. No, because she always carries the hand luggage. So I put it, I put it in the case. But don't you have your own little bag? No, no, I don't. I don't ever carry hand luggage. That's I, I, mistake. Yeah. So I put it in the I put it in the suitcase as we were going through Manchester Airport. But then it's not insured. Uh, isn't it? No. <laughs> oh. Well, that's slightly worrying because I tell you what happened. Then we arrived at the uh, the airport, the Portugal airport, and the case had gone missing. Yeah. And because the they knew the ring was in it. Well, I put a lock on the case. <laughs> so hey, I'm not stupid. Oh yes, I am because I put the ring in the case. But then they can get through them locks with like a nail file. Well, they can if, they, if they'd known the ring was in there. But I tell you what, I had a very worrying day. <laughs> the first day of our summer holiday in Portugal, the ring was in the case, the case didn't turn up at the uh, Faroe Airport in Portugal. Can you, can you just imagine that for a second? There was hundreds of pounds worth of ring. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, was, I was absolutely cacking it. And, and Gemma was saying to me, listen, all right, so what, your case has gone missing? It doesn't matter. Your clothes are crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> H&M is the biggest designer brand you wear. Don't panic. It's just a pair of flip-flops and a pair of shorts. What are you I, honestly, I must have lost about two stone. I was, uh, I was on the phone to the airport. I was on the phone to my travel agent. I was on the phone to anyone. Mm. Uh, anyone. I was, I, was, I, was, I was on the verge of phoning the equaliser. Um, <laughs> I, I was in a blind bag. I was in a... Oh, he's dead, isn't he? Oh. I still phoned Definitely him. not. I, I was it at, just rang out. <laughs> it just <laughs> rang out. Come on, Edward, pick up. <laughs> I was absolutely cacking my knickers. Honestly, I was so worried. And then eventually we got a phone call from the from the airline. And I'm not mentioning the airline, which the airline it was, but it's the one I'm not keen on. Right. You know, them. Any yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, eventually they said, Mr. Toon, we've got your cash. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And eventually, uh, you know, it arrived I'm back. It's been ripped open. And there's, there's, there's a hole in it. And Julie Neville are here, everybody. Hey! hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> it almost is Julie and Phil Neville now, isn't it? Because like it Julie's way. the brand. Julie, yeah. you, you've now... Yeah, <laughs> Power Chelsea. Every time I open up, you've been in the Sun newspaper, you've been on Lorraine, on, on, you're popping up everywhere now. Oh, I know, I get around. I know. So Phil <laughs> yeah, is desperately... That sounded quite not how I want it to <laughs> no. sound, actually. No. <laughs> we all know you've all moved on. You've all moved on from that. Um, so how are you both? You OK? Great, thank you. Great. Yeah, so great. did you did you see Jensen Button racing through the streets of Manchester yesterday? Yeah, yep. the uh, the car was outside our house. Was so it really? We popped down and uh, he let me go in his car, let me sit in it. Nobody do that to anybody else. Oh, no. Here I am outside your house. <laughs> do you want to come for a ride? So you actually sat in the in this McLaren F1 car, did you? Yeah, his uh, his seat is actually made for his bum, and mine wouldn't actually fit in. Oh it, really? So. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the gym today. <laughs> when you when you sat in it, were you like, this is a really nice car? It's a bit like mine, but a bit cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was so claustrophobic. It was unbelievable. Really? Yeah, it was uh, so tight in there. And uh, yeah. 
full respect to him, really. And he wouldn't let you go for a spin or anything. You just had to sit there, have the a picnic. Insurance might be pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sit there and <laughs> yes, it's true. Ballers <laughs> and cars don't mix. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so Everton had a, a, a close escape over the weekend, didn't they? Really, I suppose with Blackburn. We got out of jail. Yeah, yeah you got out of jail with that one. They didn't missed you? two penalties, and we scored in the last minute with a debatable penalty. But we needed to get our season off to a good start, and uh, we've done that. Two wins last week, and. Uh, International break now, so we can relax and put our feet up. What are you, what are you going to do for the next couple of weeks? Can you chill, or are you doing uh, some punditry, or what? You yeah, chill out. I'm uh, I'm doing football focus on Saturday for the ah. first time. So uh, I went round Media City, and it was really impressive. So the BBC are quite keen for me to do some work. So uh, yeah, they must see me getting towards the end of my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Dan, Dan Walker is is a mate of ours, isn't he? The guy who hosts Football Focus, yeah. and it's a it's a very very good show, isn't it? I love that show on a Saturday. No, it's too. a great show. It's uh, it's the show that Alan Hansen started on, and yeah. obviously Mark Lawrence, and so it's a good start for me it's, it's something I want to get involved in and with my brother being a top pundit as well, well God, he's, he's, uh, he's on all the time isn't he now Gary yeah, well every, every United game he I've does uh, <clears throat> Sky Monday Night Football which uh, it's been a real culture shock for him I think yeah. he, uh, you know working the gadgets on the TV like Andy Gray used to be it's uh, uh, took oh, yeah. a lot of practice <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed his interview with Mancini that was quite a uh, that was a unique moment of television. Yeah, he, I, th I think he's learning on the uh, on the spot at the moment. It, it's it's difficult for him, but he's doing really well. He look, he's just doing really well. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's at all nervous or, or anything, does he? No, the, the first week he, he he got a lot of stick off us for some of the uh, things he was doing. You know, his, his hands was in his pockets. He didn't know where to put <laughs> yeah, his hands. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's just natural. It's like obviously. a kid on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neville, get your hands out your pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No, it seems good. And him and Jamie Redknapp, when I've seen them, they, they sort of work together fairly well, don't they? Yeah. Well, I think Jamie Jamie's outstanding on the on the television yeah. and, and they work well together because Gary's a little bit more serious than Jamie and Jamie's more relaxed so uh, they work well together. He's not obviously as, as you know you know he's not though is he when 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 you know Gary Neville has his persona and you know I've often mm. ribbed him about him uh, ribbed him about it on air and off air yeah. about being quite sort of dour and, and serious but actually in real life he, he, he's, he can be quite a laugh can't he people don't really know that <laughs> <laughs> can he? Can he? I don't, I don't see much. that <laughs> you've never seen it I saw him once he really had a few beers down and he smiled <laughs> no he has, he's got a little bit of a barrier up uh, yeah, but once you break that barrier down, he is. He's all right. Yeah, once, laughs. once you trust him. <laughs> uh, it's seven forty-one. Um, Julie, now you have been dead busy. Of course, now you, th there's yeah. been the whole thing that you, you have helped raise enormous amounts of money for the, the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital. Yeah. So you've kind of almost done your bit. Have you done your bit with that now? Because you raised like twenty million pounds for them, haven't you? Or you? You've helped. You've been a big part of it. Yeah, you know, we we did raise the twenty million, but I don't think our work for the hospital will ever be done. You know, we're going to be there later today, um, unveiling you know the accommodation block that we you know we helped raise the money for. But I could never walk away from that charity. It's got a special place in our heart. So we'll be continuing to work for it. But we've, we did raise the initial 20 million, but there's still a lot to do. But you're, you're always, you're tirelessly at it, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You've got a little office room <laughs> uh, at home. I mean, uh, don't the go charity. Back to that again. No, no, that's not Yeah, sorry. Um, but, but, but now you've actually you've done something else. Because of your experience when, when Isabella, your daughter, was born, yeah. you've actually now started this, this brand new company, Win Naturally. That's right, yeah. So for those people who don't know, obviously, this has been in a lot of the national press over the last couple of weeks. But just to, to, just to, just talk us through what happened when, when Isabella was born. Okay, well, you know, when Isabella was born, you know, not only was she a really, really sick child for quite a long time, Harvey became, our little boy became really unwell as well, probably due to all the trauma. And then I just really struggled to regain my health. So I spent two years, you know, of going from one serious health condition to the next, you know, I... I had a life-threatening blood clot, I had emergency surgery on both my eyes for acute glaucoma, the children were both continually in hospital. So we went for two years on loads of antibiotics and prescribed medicines that I got told I was going to be on for the rest of my life. And then one day came a bit of a turning point, I thought I was having a heart attack one day, 
got to hospital and when they did some tests they realised one of the prescribed drugs I was on had accumulated and given me the, the, you know, the side effects were they, like the symptoms of a heart attack. So I just thought, you know what, this is just not working for me. I've got two young children on my own most of the time. So I started to educate myself on, you know, not just the medicines I was taking, conventional medicines, but alternative medicines, food, diet, nutrition, our immune systems, how our bodies work. And I came to the conclusion that, you know, whilst conventional medicine and modern technologies become really, really good at keeping us alive, it wasn't always the best thing at giving us a quality of life. So I started trying to find all different ways, like natural cures and just different ways to try and heal the body. Um, and so in doing that... Um, along the way, I realised all these chemicals were putting into our body on a daily basis, you know, was breaking down my immune system. So Philip came home from work one day, I had a skip on the drive and I literally skipped everything in the whole house that had chemicals in it. Really? Yeah, so I think first I was having a breakdown and then he had a panic attack at the cost of, <laughs> yeah. of replacing everything that was going my in the skip. My wife has gone mental. <laughs> yeah. She's throwing away the shampoo, the yes. Coca-Cola. Yeah, the whole lot went and um, we replaced it with as many natural products as we could. You know, and many of these were really difficult to find and along the way I spent a load of time and money on stuff that was nothing but a load of rubbish. But eventually I did start to get a really good range of products and at the same time I managed to wean myself of all these drugs they said I'd be on for the rest of my life. Um, so this has been five years for me, you know, it was, Isabella was two at the time and it's been five years of getting all these products together. And then I just kind of thought to myself one day, you know what, there's a huge lack of education about this. Most people think, you know, they get a cough or a cold, they run to the chemist, they're taking over the counter medicine, they think they're doing themselves a favour. When more often than not, they're filling the body with loads of more toxins and chemicals and there might be a really natural, cheaper cure available. So I came up with the idea of, you know, setting up this company, selling all the products that we use that took me a long time to find, a lot of come from different countries, and also educating people at the same time. So at the company, I also do an online blog every week. So I do a super juice of the week and its benefits, super food of the week, a product of the week, and then I choose a health condition and give like tips on foods to add into the diet, foods to avoid, useful remedies and helpful hints. Wow. So so basically, just to summarise then, so so after all the, the, the traumatic health experiences yeah. that you had a few years ago, um, you've then gone completely natural, completely organic and yeah. stuff in your house. So that you, yeah. the regular sort of, like I said, shampoos or regular this or that, everything you guys, is, is everything in your house then completely? Virtually everything, yeah. Cleaning products, food products, um, shampoos, conditioners, all the things for the kids. Most things would be organic and natural, yeah. And you spent years uncovering these from various sources around the world, and now you're yeah. you're sort of selling them on yourself. That's right. So a lot of the products, you know, are UK-based, but many of them are, we bring in from the States or from other countries um, to make them more readily available. So it's weird because we don't know, we just, you know, take for granted whenever a doctor says, oh, right, take this, take yeah. that, you've got a virus, take this, and you just go, okay, and you, you imagine they know. Yeah. But obviously traditional medicine and alternative medicine goes back thousands of years Especially and predates like penicillin. The, you know, like that doctor and herbs and all the Chinese kinds yeah. of things. They, yeah. They've sort of raved about it for a long time. And I know I've been past that shop a few times and thought, <laughs> what, what is that in that weird jar on the yeah. shelf? But, um, but, you know, they really believe in it and it's worked. I know, so but we, something isn't it bizarre it, though? You know? we, we just take um, conventional medicine as, as, as red, don't we? We think, oh yeah. yes, if the doctor said it, it's fine. Shove it in your body. Yeah. But really, you know, like you said, the, the Chinese going back two, three thousand years have all had these alternative styles of stuff which are still available yeah. now which we've never really you know most people don't ever think about exploring do they well, i kind of think that you know um conventional medicines are, are you know really really good at making us feel great in the short term because what they tend to do is suppress the symptoms mm. without actually really treating the underlying cause and that's somewhere along the line you know we've we've begun to think that technology is somewhere superior to what's always been natural like you say going back 
you know, hundreds of years ago, they didn't have all the medicines. A very that they have careful now. kind of mixture yeah. of the two is probably. Yeah, more and I think beneficial. in doing so as well, we've all given up control of the even most minor health conditions by you know putting it in the hands of somebody else. When really you, you're in a position to do it yourself. And, yeah. You know that worked for me. You know I feel better than I've felt in years now. You know for two years I really struggled. And if I'd have been feeling good on all the drugs, I would never have gone down this route. But I didn't feel good, and we were picking up one health condition after the other, just not just myself but the children. So to get where we are now, you know, just doing it in a natural way, we're all we're all great. Family all happy with it? <laughs> it's, it feels looking at me like <laughs> Julie. One day I just want a diet coke. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't want your weird cocoa bean mixture. <laughs> just give me a twig. No, honestly, it is the eighty twenty rule in our house as well. Though you know, we're eighty percent of the time we're all really really healthy, and twenty percent of the time we do a what you want. Treat. A little treat. A little what treat. you love does you good, and yeah. that's the first thing yeah. I say to everybody. You know, I'm the first to sit down and have a piece of chocolate cake, a box of chocolates. You know, whatever you want. Um, yeah, so you're like that, aren't you, Charles? Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, mine's eighty twenty. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> Today's your 48th day anniversary. Yeah. So, hang on, you need to get you gold, silver. It's it's the fluff. <laughs> it's the fluff anniversary. Happy right. anniversary. Thanks, thanks. Um, how, how is um, married life treating you? It's very good, actually. It does feel different. I think you do feel a little bit more like a team, and it's much less easy for Matt to escape. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it's what, I'm an, what I am struggling with is um, the new signature. Oh, you've you... made him change his name to Norris. <laughs> yeah, that would have been easier. Uh, obviously, you guys won't be able to relate to that because you'll always be you, but um, I have been forced to change. And obviously, I've been signing C. Norris for like 30 years, and um, now it's Spokes. Yeah. And a C followed by an S is not very it's easy not very to start easy. with. And then I've sort of almost tried to make it look similar to the old one, but obviously just with a different word. That doesn't really fit either. Um, and I'm not, I've not been one of these girls where I've um, been practising it in the run-up to the wedding. I don't know if the Helen has with you, Matt. No, she's got a life. Yeah. I'd never done it. <laughs> I'd not even thought about it. It didn't even enter my head. So well, of course, because you don't sign your name very often, do you? Because firstly, no-one wants the autograph, <laughs> and secondly, no, you, you never write cheques to people because it involves oh, giving do, out money. I do like cheques because it takes longer to come out of my account. Oh, sorry. So yeah. I've actually done a lot of that. But, um, yeah, so I've been really struggling with it, and I don't really know... Like how to continue with it? Oh, I don't. I can't. I this is something. Any I, tips as well. I don't know how long it takes to get used to um, to writing it, and it's just weird. Why don't you just simplify it? Because I've seen loads of football. Well, loads of footballers, right? You, you see their autographs, and you can't. There's no way you can understand who the actual footballer is who signed well, their it. Their signature would be different. Your signature is different to an autograph, isn't it? I don't, I've, never, I've never signed an autograph, so I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. Have you never voice. signed an autograph? Why would I have signed an autograph? Because you're on Manchester's you most listened to breakfast show. Have you, you know, signed autographs? You know me. He uh, just does X marks the spot. No. Do you uh, sign, like, children's foreheads? <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the answer. Yes, is the answer. That's an interesting... I don't know what, how you get over that. I suppose that you, you should be practising. Yeah, maybe I should. Yes. I don't know if it's something I should sit and do on a little notepad. Yeah, I'm sure this is a thing that, that all women who, who get married must go through. Yeah. Must take a while to get used to the... To remember, I've changed my driving licence yeah. um, and filled the form in because um, I had some points on there, but from many years ago. You had points? It's okay, points make prizes. That's true. No, it was when we were going to interview Shane Ward, remember, and I was late and I got oh, caught on yeah, Hyde yeah, Road yeah, yeah, and yeah. I asked him to pay the fine, but he said no. Hmm. And um, Things I weren't going so well with a pop career then, were they? <laughs> I had to, um, uh, I wanted to ask them to take the points off and they said that it's it costs you to do that. However, if you get married and you're changing your name, it's free. Oh, I knew there was a reason you went up yeah. the aisle. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Q103.
for many, many years, um, I, as uh, an alien adoptee, mm. um, have... Well, not an adoptee. Um, no, you, you saw... I saw one. I saw one. I saw, I saw a UFO. Mm. And, um, well, no, I did. I did see a UFO. <laughs> where was I, it again? Hey? Where was it again? It was uh, on the M62. Right. Because that's where they'd head to. <laughs> no, it was coming away from Liverpool, actually. Oh, so, in which but case, you're, you're a bit embarrassed now, They'd never you? go there, yeah. would they? No. Anyway, so I did years ago when I was seven, uh, I think I saw a UFO. And I often uh, try to educate Chelsea on this show about the fact that aliens do exist. And I am now properly... I'm happy to say I'm uneducated. Um, well, that's <laughs> very subject. refreshingly honest of you. <laughs> um, and um, I'm really excited, really over the moon, because I now have uh, irrefutable evidence uh, that aliens do exist. No, you don't. You I have do, proof. I do have proof. Undeniable proof, right? So, I saw this programme on National Geographic, right? Does anyone Co watch that other than you? Uh, Ross Geller. Yes, Ross Geller. <laughs> Me and Ross Geller. And, 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 and the other members of the Altering and Paleontologist Society. Uh, so, I saw this programme on, on Nat Geo, I call it. Right. Uh, National Geographic. <laughs> Just when you couldn't get any more geeky, <laughs> yeah. you would breathe the name. You've gone to a new low. Totes amaze. Uh, and it's called Ancient Aliens. And it's a brilliant show, right? So basically, what this thing... Now, just listen to me before you start casting your aspersions. It's like the man they found uh, preserved in, in the bog. Oh, Pete. Yeah. Pete, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, he was dead. But yeah. that. Anyway, so the, the aliens had visited us in ancient times. And this pro and I, I watched this... Pro I was so interested by... Do aliens age, by the way, or...? Do they stay the same? Uh, they stay the same due to the space-time continuum. Right. I didn't really know, but I blacked it. <laughs> I sense that. I know. Uh, the aliens, right. What, what, but basically, you know the ancient Egypt and the dawn of civilization. Not personally, but okay, I know yeah, what you okay. mean when you say So it. the ancients, they've now discovered, actually had technology that was thousands of years ahead of its time. The technical achievements of the ancient Egyptians, going you know, as four or five thousand years ago, is so amazing that they, they, they were literally... I can just give what some... What do you mean by technical? OK, technical. Right, for example. Right. Um, uh, they found... In, in, the, in the pyramids, right, yeah. along the Nile, they found maps of the world right. that were perfect. Really? That were, were done. Their drawings are dodgy, aren't they, on the inside of them things? Well, the hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah, but the maps were perfect, oh. right? This is four and a half thousand years before uh, Christopher Columbus and the other famous explorers actually set sail cartographing and mapping the world as we know. Four and a half thousand years before a cartographer only does maps. Uh, four and a half thousand years before then, the, the Egyptians knew exactly what the world looked like from, from a higher level, despite the fact that they'd never been there. So where do the aliens come in? Well, the aliens, the aliens help them with the maps. How do you know that? Because I know. Right, that's point number one, OK? So but it has to be aliens because it's not the ancient Egyptians. All right, maybe the maps could have been done by ancient Egyptians who then didn't tell anyone they discovered the entire planet. But they actually well, have. You would though, wouldn't you? Well, okay. If you if you, you discovered yeah, yeah Canada, discovered you, you wouldn't keep it to yourself, would you? Secondly, in the pyramids, you know that like Tutankhamun and all that. There was that exhibition at the um, Barton Trapper Square. Sensor. Yeah. Um, no, no, just hang on. No, the, it, you know the aliens when, ranging out BHS in the cafe. Yeah, they popped into Legoland. <laughs> if you two aren't going to take me seriously, yeah, I'll, I'll play another We're serious, record. Aren't we, Matt? Yeah. In the pyramids, you know they used to bury all these kings with loads and loads of different things, like really expensive things. They found loads of miniature model aeroplanes. And it sounds like I'm making this up. Honestly, gold aeroplanes with, like, faces of birds and that stuff, but perfectly aerodynamic aeroplanes that are just with the tail thing and the stabilisers and everything. And they've done all the carbon dating 
gold aeroplanes. The Egyptians knew about aeroplanes 5,000 years ago. Oh. Tutankhamun had an iPad with him, apparently, as well. Yeah. Uh, but you're yeah. just making fun of me. Yeah. So and his wife had straighteners. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. If you're going to... if you're gonna, Right, OK. They, they got found, a third point. I've got a third point. You know that, again... You're yourself getting ancient as we speak. Do you know the, um, the, the base of the pyramids... They've got that are made up of gigantic stone blocks. Do you know how heavy those blocks are? Tons. What, Six tons. A thousand tons. A thousand. A th now, just think your average, like your Hyundai gets, is a ton. Yeah? I don't know. So, Matt, Matt can pick it up. And oh, it yeah, like but that's just machine. the Hyundai gets. To <laughs> say like a normal family car is, <laughs> is, is like a Mondeo. Is a ton. So the Egyptians were moving around a thousand family cars in one block, mm. which you kind of think, okay, maybe there was lots of them that dragged it. It was before the invention of the wheel. God. This is before the wheel, before the pulleys. Maybe there are a couple of dinosaurs still left, though. Yeah. They just got them in. Hey, um, hey Steve the dinosaur, do you fancy giving me <laughs> yeah. a, a hand with this? Yeah. Oh, really? Woody? That's silly, Buzz, isn't it? Buzz the Jurassic up. era was, was at least two million years prior to the Egyptians, so, again, who's looking silly now? Right, I'm carrying on with my list. The stone cuttings... No, no, no later. Later? later. Yeah. But maybe, maybe, maybe you should continue this conversation. Maybe outside. On your own. <laughs> but in I'm, a pyramid. Yeah. I'm getting your food delivered. So I've got lots more to, to tell everybody. I want to talk about the advanced engineering methods. Tutankhamun has just tweeted. Um, so this week, Chelsea met up with the Sugar Babes. Yeah, they were lovely. And you could almost be the fourth Sugar Babe, but knowing you as I do now, <laughs> Candarelle Babe. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Uh, so Chelsea sat with the Sugar Babes and they all hung out and they all chatted, as girls do. It's only the Sugar Babes. Yeah. Yeah. To clear it up before we go any further, you are the sugar babes. You will always be the sugar babes. Mutty has yes, not sir. nicked the name. Yes. No, no. She... But she can release a range of cards. Yeah, she's won the rights to <laughs> cardboard, stationery, and wrapping paper. Nobody oh, wants that, though, do they? You don't want wrapping paper. It's kind of like we. It's the thing we didn't apply for. Yeah. We just left there. Oh. <laughs> you didn't want it, so she can have that. Brilliant. Yeah, we 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 never went after that yeah, in the first place. We've never, we've never used it. the. Yeah. So yeah. If you know, if she's happy, that's. We're happy. Maybe yeah. 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 <laughs> you just have to clear these life. things up. Yeah, people like, do get worried that you're going to start changing because yeah, no. you girls have changed a lot over the years. <laughs> yeah. You're like the only band that has completely changed someone now. Ju someone compared us to cockroaches. Yeah. They said if there was a nuclear um, bomb explosion, explosion, we'd still be there. That is strong. We're not going anywhere. When you started that, I thought it could be a bit offensive. Well, they did little cockroaches with our faces on them. <laughs> oh, I thought they it was did. quite cute. Our heads on it. <laughs> um, now, Amel, where's your dog? Oh, oh he's at home. I saw a picture of him on Twitter. Twitter. Um, now I've got a cute dog, but oh, yours really? is really cute. Oh, thank you. Does he come with you places? Or he does normally comes everywhere, but because obviously I've, I've only had him for like a few weeks, yeah. so um, I didn't know whether, like, say, if the tour was shorter, yeah. I would have done it. But I think a week's a little bit too he's long. He's just too cute. He's, he's really sweet. Yeah, is he going to get much bigger? Or is he like a miniature? Well, he um, he's tiny. Yeah, he's teeny tiny. He's not a miniature, no, but he's just small. They um, a bit of a runt, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of the pack. That's why I I, I liked him. You know, be the run. Yeah, has he got jumpers? things. No, I haven't I'm got anything like that, but yeah, Tidy's definitely on that. He's got a bell, though. Yeah, a little, yeah. You need to bell because you lose him because he's so <laughs> disappears. We've lost him twice and we're like, where the hell is he? You always look whenever we see you so polished and I've seen the front cover of Loaded magazine and we'll get <laughs> on to that in a minute. But, you know, do you have days like the rest of us where you go, I haven't washed my hair, I 
Oh, God. Yeah. I've got a spot on my cheek. Yeah, Jade had to do my hair yesterday. Because <laughs> I have like a... An, like, oh, honestly, my hair was an absolute you mess. you really nice, but she just felt horrible. Yeah, I felt there, those things yeah. growing in there, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, please, Jade, help me. <laughs> Herbie does sleep in her hair. <laughs> Isn't he? He goes to sleep Yeah, Herbie hair. sleeps in my hair, yeah. Oh, like a nest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a little hat. around. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still getting married this year, Heidi? No, next year. Next year. I suppose you're that busy. We can't find a venue. Been together ages, haven't you? Eight years. Wow. <laughs> so bad. Do you know, I remember the first time we met, you told me this great story, how he'd got all these post-it notes and left them around oh. the house. And I remember going home to Matt at the time and saying, look, Heidi's fella does this really nice thing. And I think it'd be great if you... And he like, hasn't okay. left post-it notes for a while. <laughs> <Has he> not? <laughs> well, Get on it, Dave. After eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was working away about, about probably six months after that. And I, I got home this day and he'd gone. And he'd left me a trail of notes. Oh. And on the last one it said, see, I'm like Dave Berry. Oh. Oh I'm going to tell Dave that to be mine and that he used to leave bacon. <laughs> start leaving notes again. Um, now, just mention that Loaded magazine cover. Oh, yeah. Do you love doing stuff like that? I mean, I'd love that opportunity. It was, wicked, like, it was good. It like, looked we were hot in it. I think Thank you. It's quite nerve-wracking. Yeah, well, I was, I was shaking. Because it was our first time in. ever doing it. Because you always say no. Like, anything like that, we've always said no. Flat no. It's tasteful, so, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's why we've done it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, we were... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it was, it was fun because we were all together. So yeah. it was like... We yeah. had to do individual shots, right? Which and we had to do those first. Actually, yeah, when we done the, yeah. the group ones, it was, it was fine. fine. But when when I went in to do like my solo one, because you're in your bra, so it's like yeah. I, I just I I was really shaken and a bit nervous. But then we got in and the yeah. photographer was so lovely. I gather you don't have like a big meal just before. No, <laughs> no. we did have a fry at <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. I did. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying no. If they're offering yeah. sausages and oh, stop! I was <laughs> waiting for my food. Were you? Yeah. Do you get much for saying kind of like how you're posing and, and what you're wearing? Oh and that yeah, kind yeah. Of that's so completely <laughs> how you. Well, actually. To they, a point. Yeah, they let you sort of do your own thing with the poses to begin with, and then if it's not working or lighting or whatever, then they might make suggestions and then yeah, yeah. if they want to use free, something, but even like, like, can like you try and incorporate that with right. the clothes. It was like you know. Oh, what do you think of this? And yeah. Like, Jane tried one thing. <laughs> they gave me basically Bloody dental floss. <laughs> that was, I mean, unreal. Because the front and the back looked all right. And I was like, oh, that looks nice. You turn around and went, oh. <laughs> there was no mirrors. See, they were smart, actually, because there was no mirrors in the, the changing area. So I, I just looked at it and thought, I don't even know how that's going to work, but I'll try it. Put it on. Like and I could just wire. see, yeah. I could just yeah. see everyone else's faces. I was like, it's not working. It's too bad. Bad. <laughs> nah, Jade, honestly, mate. But you're amazing. We've gone too far. And what do you do? You like ever keep those things? So if I've, we've ever got little things, we were on the front cover of City Life this one oh. time, and you know you keep it. And you think because one day when I'm old and decrepit and I've got. Little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, but what mum used to look like yeah. on a good day? Yeah. Do you keep stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, we have. Yeah, like a little scrapbook. My mum keeps. She cuts them all out and yeah, puts them in books. My mum gets really angry when I don't tell her I'm going to be... In the, it's like, yeah, you don't always does. know. Yeah. Oh, well, all you should have told date. me. You know I'm making a scrapbook. <laughs> all right. <laughs> she, I'm not joking. She asked for the press officer's number one time. Oh, oh. I, well, I so she I could, can imagine her yeah, doing that. Though, be informed and she wanted to be copied in on the emails <laughs> so that she would know when the magazine turned. Oh, bless her. <laughs> mum's like, Carol. Good old Carol. She doesn't quite understand. Mike and Chelsea.
So this week, our Chelsea uh, met Sugar Babes, and the pictures are online now of Chelsea and the Sugar Babes. It's at uh, facebook.com forward slash key103. Uh, they're, they're, they're chatting in this next bit all about the X Factor. When you met them, actually, Chelsea, because we, we've had them on the show a couple of times, but they're, they're constantly... Evolving. They're constantly evolving, as we all are. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what, what were they like? Were they nice with you? They were absolutely they... lovely. I've got to say, they were really normal, really down to earth. I came down the stairs to interview them, though, um, and I was in flip-flops and like a baggy, like, long top. Yeah. Dressing was... like you're unemployed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know they were coming in. I thought it was like over the phone or something. And they are stood there in like six-inch heels, denim cut-off shorts, looking really glamorous. Yeah. What I hated did, them for a minute. What did they smell of? Good question. They smelled like, um... Did they smell, I imagine I, they smelled I of strawberries. Like, no, I would have said like popcorn and tobacco. Oh, no. It smelled like, um... Raspberries. I would have said leather and l lilies. No. Yeah, plastic and deceit. No, they've got perfumes. They probably smell of that. Okay. Uh, this is part two of When Chelsea Met the Sugar Babes on Key 103. And have you managed to kind of see much of the X Factor so far this series? A little yeah, has. Yeah, I saw five her. minutes. I, all I saw was Janet. Janet. Oh, little Janet Devlin. Yeah, yeah I've got a picture of her voice. in this week's Heat magazine. She's, she's cute. Here she yeah, is. Yeah, bless her little soul. In a big cardi. Yeah, I know. Oh. She was like, she was so... Because I was a bit like, oh, what's this one going to come know. out with? She doesn't look like a Janet, does she? <laughs> no, Janet's no. more of a Nana's name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're Auntie <laughs> Janet. Not I like thought she was going to be dark. Yeah, like dark hair. But she was so timid. She's like, you know, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm not sure that was entirely the right answer. She makes her own morning to you. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she blew me away. Like, I've got a lump in my throat. Yeah. It's quite hard for me to get, you know, a lump in my throat. But yeah, she was amazing. And like, I love Gary Barlow. I think he's wicked. He was amazing. Yeah. Were I, any of you take that fans back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, Way back, way I remember back. being small and having posters on the wall. Was like, like yeah, 1994. Yeah. Look, I can embarrass you less by telling you I used to camp outside Mark Owen's house. Really? In Old wow. Nice. nice. Yeah, I know. Sure. Funny where I live. <laughs> I even had a bit Mark. of sleigh off his roof. <laughs> Did yeah, you? Long story. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. Then She's one of those girls. Well, She's one of those. Got, he's like a good wine. He's got better yeah, than us. Oh yeah, and he just looks super sexy he on top of actually, yeah. I love him. I'm he's laughing at the fact that she said he's like wine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like wine to me. You could I have said wine. mature cheese, so <laughs> wine's See, I'm better, a bigger fan of them now <laughs> than back, back in the day. So am I, yeah. I wasn't really into... I was like... Not really into boys at that Madonna, point. I was like Madonna. Yeah. Um, but now I love them. Did you see the tour the last yeah. tour? Yeah. The we big arm. Them. I saw the one before last. Circus. I saw the first yes. one. And the third the one. circus. Circus oh, one yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the big elephant. One I missed. It was amazing. So we we supported them on their comeback. Yeah, and that was like when they first yes, came out. Yes, I remember. That was amazing. Amazing. Wasn't it? There's like I don't know, sixty thousand women. Yeah, <laughs> just going crazy. But it was so amazing. Like, Howard uh, made a great comment. I think he said back in '94 you were children, and now you're children with great big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, like you just said, you've been in and out of the studio. Tell us about the album and obviously about the single that's coming out in September. Well, Freedom is the first single off the album. Yeah. It's out on the 25th of September. Go buy it. Um, She's the sales girl. <laughs> <laughs> Business. Go get yourself a copy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, like, we're really proud of this because we feel like this is the introduction we probably should have had when we first came out. Right. And we love the last album we yeah, do. Yeah, because you've changed, probably should, so you've changed record labels. Yeah. And, um, so this is kind of like a whole new and lease of life. And that was so here. rushed. Like, yeah. we recorded that album me and Amel with with 
Keisha in LA in New York. Jade came in, recorded it on her own in a shed in oh, London. And it just wasn't our album that we no, shared just together. Just sat there, just sang. You know, you know we loved it, and it, yeah. Did, yeah. it did do really well. All the singles went to top ten and everything. But... Like this album, we've literally it's stayed. In, yeah, we've had our time. Like took our time. Like all of our ideas, we've done a lot of writing on it. We've had loads of time to get to know each other as well. Just chilling in the studio. Yeah, it's just been really, really I, nice. I feel, we feel like our personalities come across in, in this, this album. album. Yeah, it feels like our album. Um, talking of September the 11th, um, I didn't see it last night. Uh, morning, Loco, by the way. All right, I kid. Um, I didn't see it last night. I was working last night on the uh, MUTV, but there was the big programme on ITV1 last night, which is about one hour and 45 minutes long, yeah. which I'm going to try and get on the ITV player today, uh, about 9-11. Loco, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, do you know, and we were watching Coronation Street before it and uh, thinking about going to bed about 9 o'clock, and uh, so we were just kind of getting up, you know, and uh, put, uh, resetting the cushions on the sofa, that kind of thing, getting yeah, ready for bed. Yeah, we all do that. And uh, the... It started, and I thought, oh, we'll take this and watch it another time. And it, we were glued to it. It was absolutely compelling. Sat literally on the edge of the seat, thinking, I'll go to bed in a minute, I'll go to bed in a minute, and I couldn't. Uh, I have recorded the last sort of half hour of it. Um, but, I mean, that footage of the towers being hit is still as stomach-turning now as it ever was, even more numbing than watching it live all those years ago, because you now know what was coming next. Mm. And they showed those pictures of people just throwing themselves out of the towers, absolute tragedy. Oh, events yeah. and then the towers collapsing uh, you know it really was compelling stuff Do you know i i have often thought about that and i've often wondered how you know how bad is the situation behind you that throwing yourself out of the window you know 60 feet uh sort of 60 stories up is a better option it was 120, 120 guy, was it? and it was apparently the inferno it maybe it didn't force him to choose he just it threw him out oh did it really yeah so okay so 200 people threw themselves out 200 people oh yeah, yeah. Oh, i thought there was about five yeah, yeah. i didn't think it was that oh, no, many there were loads of some horrible pictures oh. and amazingly they got um some some of the people closest to president bush on that on that day and uh, there was one point where one of these aides had to whisper in the president's ear that America was being attacked. Uh, and, and Bush, you know, continued talking and taking part in this school assembly. Is while that because he was a bit stupid and didn't understand? He just had this blank look on his face. <laughs> yes, it was a he? look of fear, though, wasn't, wasn't it? it? But, yeah. like, how do I handle this? I'm very confused. I'm you very know, confused. It, it didn't look like the face of a man who would lead you to the right <laughs> no. thing. No, yeah, the right path. He got so much criticism for that. In that, uh, in the documentary, the Fahrenheit 9/11 one, that was like the, oh, the Michael one of the Moore big things, one, yeah. like his his lack of reaction to that thing, because mm. he already knew that a plane had got into the uh, first tower before then, and then. The second message was, in effect, the country's under attack. And he that, still so the, didn't do anything. So the person who... So he already knew before he went to that primary before school. Before he yeah. went into the primary school, it showed a woman oh. running up alongside mm. him, one of his aides, who uh, went up alongside him and said, um, a plane, we don't know anything about it, a plane's gone into um, the first tower. And then later on, about, what, half an hour later... He got the confirmation that a second plane's gone in and that it was terrorism. But he was still on, on the school stage, <laughs> surrounded by kids. And then that chief of staff said on this documentary last night, he told Bush that the two towers had been attacked. But then he stepped away from the president, he so said. So he couldn't ask him any so questions. So he couldn't ask a question, which is <laughs> oh, really? bizarre, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are you saying? But he didn't get a chance to, to, to ask We're that. under attack. I'm yeah. just going to go and stand he over scared, here. Yeah, but yeah. the question would have been, do you know what we're having for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did we... Uh, 
learn anything new on this programme last night? Because I, I, I saw it advertised, and I've seen the adverts of the one... I've seen the adverts of the one, I don't know when it's on, but where it's all going backwards, and they show the yeah, planes coming out of the tower. One. I think every channel's... Every channel is, is doing its 10th anniversary 9-11 show. There was Did, a lot of new stuff. Because was there? you got the, these interviews with the, the aides, and you had, like, Dick Cheney, and you had even his wife, who were taken to the secret bunker, which is, like, the safe area where they discussed how to tackle it, but still had biscuits in the centre <laughs> yeah, of the table. Yeah. I thought. So, uh, whilst they were discussing all of this, somebody thought, I'll just go get out the, the custard, custard creams. creams. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot, though, watching it. You thought, this isn't very impressive. They spoke to uh, a guy from the CIA, and he said, yeah, we have a special code word in the CIA for when an event like this happens. It's Showtime. <laughs> I thought, oh, really? why do you have to turn everything into Die Hard? That's America for it you. It did look like you were watching an episode of 24. You know when did they it? all do mm. this, like, that American talking, and then that, that was actually how they were. But, oh, that was dead interesting. Yeah, maybe that and blank look on Bush's face was because the uh, the aide had gone up to him and said, oh, Mr Bush, it's Showtime. He's <laughs> <laughs> thinking, what am I supposed to do what now with these kids? Now? I've just got a pile of crust cream. Singing. I've got to do jazz hands in front of the children. <laughs> when you um, finished watching the show, obviously, like you said, you, you, you missed the last half hour, yeah. or Chelsea Matt. Um, I think we all did. It was late. What um, what what was your reaction then going to bed last night? Did you feel a bit sick, or was it one of them? It was um, car crash TV. I realised that. 10 years ago when it happened, I would have been 20. I remember I was actually working at Pizza Hut at the time because I, I was I dragged at, um, you from the gutter, didn't I? <laughs> no, I had a job in between. Oh. But, um, but yeah, I was um, at, at university at the time and doing some... And somebody actually just rang Pizza Hut out of the blue and said... America's under attack. They've hit the Twin Towers. And I remember actually being at 20 and not really knowing what the Twin Towers really were or at their significance or importance. And I kind of realised just now, watching it last night, how I didn't quite grasp the gravitas of it then. Yeah. I, I see it more now than I did then. I remember 10 years ago, and I was on the mid-morning show, and um, I remember, oh, I was in the middle, I think I was throwing darts at pictures of JK and Joel. <laughs> and, uh, I, no, I actually heard the news in Carpet World in Altrincham. And isn't really? it funny, it's like, they always say that thing about funny. JFK, you know that you, you always know where you were. And it's funny, I, I was just, there was a TV at Carpet World in Altrincham, just next to the Halfords there on the A56, and I was I was in there choosing a new uh, heavy-woven wool berber. Yes. Um, and uh, it just came on the telly, and everyone just stopped with the carpets and started watching the telly. Where you I, met? I, was in a, I was in a corner shop in Radcliffe, I was on my way back from Manchester, I think, I just left university, and I heard it on the radio... And I said to the guy, I said, what's happening on the radio? And he wasn't listening at all. He wasn't paying attention. So I thought, I could have sworn this said something about terrorism. So then I went home, immediately put the TV on, and then was glued to it for ages. Yeah. Actually, Locker, you were here, weren't you? Yeah. You I were was, on air at the yeah, time. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole was on the, on the mid-mornings, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I got a call to come back in, because it was sort of uh, mid-afternoon when it uh, broke here. But I was watching this thing last night, and, you know, I thought... Never again when I'm at Manchester Airport and I'm having to stand in those queues of uh, hundreds of people trying to get through security, having to take my belt off and my shoes. Will you ever moan? I will never moan yeah. again. Yeah. Wednesday, it's time for the stress reliever. Oh, stress reliever. Oh, the modern day Andrew Ridgely. What? I didn't understand either of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the uh, stress reliever today is Danny Gosling from Saddleworth, who's emailed us. He says, Hi everyone, uh, I'm at a loss for words and I really hope someone can help me with my dog. Oh, sorry, I've got to scratch my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means you're about to have an argument. Oh, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Oh, hello. 
Either that or another nose job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I'm about Sorry. to have an argument. <laughs> and it's with you, you red-headed freak. Oh, uh, oh now he's spreading oh, to, yeah. to racism. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. By the way, I, when I make jokes about you being red-headed, I don't say that in a derogatory way about any redheads oh. at all. No, I, I, honestly. I'm I, not really red-headed, though, so that's why you say it. But if it you were, there's nothing up. wrong with that. I, I think it's a very attractive look. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tell to Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. I'm at a loss for words, and I really hope someone can help me. Oh, I've still got the itchy nose. I'm really sorry. I can't carry on. Just hold it and read it like that. Okay, is that better? Yeah. I really hope someone can help me with my... I really hope someone I think can... this takes the edge off the actual point we're making. Yes, all right, so let's move on. I really hope someone can help me with my dogs. Tundra and Grace, both boys, will be three at the end of September. They play roughly with another. Tundra more so than Grace, but they never draw blood. As an owner, the unthinkable worst nightmare happened. Our neighbour was biking up home and Tundra and Grace went to greet him. I waved and shouted hello as he did back. But the next thing I know, I look over and he's pushing uh, the dog away with his foot. Uh, both dogs barking. I immediately went over and he told me that Tundra had bit him three times. Uh, his shorts were ripped and bloody and the two bites on his calf were instantly turning black and blue in front of our eyes. I didn't know what to do. Never has either dog ever shown any aggression towards a single soul. I told him I would pay for any medical bills as he needed to go to the doctors. What do I do to ensure this won't happen again? I'm really scared and I feel just awful. When he and Grace play, he does get really rough. Any suggestions? Uh, BTW, uh, by the way, can he sue? Says Danny Gosling from Saddleworth. So this is really every dog owner's um, worst nightmare, isn't it? So you've got a dog that you absolutely love, you absolutely adore, and then it goes and bites someone, and it's like, oh, my God, what am I supposed to do now? So so if you've been in this situation, I don't know whether the neighbour can sue, uh, whether the, the, the neighbour can inform the police. To, well, I've got no idea what happens here. So so if you could tell us, he'd be really grateful. He doesn't know either. So is there some sort of law that says if your dog bites someone, it can be put down, or uh, it's forced to wear a muzzle? Uh, what's the script here? Have you ever been through this yourself? Have you ever had a dog has ever bitten anyone? Have you ever been bitten by a dog and taken action? So, a family dog has been bitten. No, no, that's not right. Sorry. Uh, a, a family dog has bitten, has bitten a neighbour. Uh, so, what should you do? Craig's on the phone in Chatterton. Morning, Craig. Morning. Morning, mate. Uh, have you been in this situation? No, no. Um, my dogs weren't, didn't bite anyone. My dog used to go crazy and pull me around the park and sleep in a bed with me. So, I took her on BBC Dog Borstal. You took her on the Dog Borstal show on um, BBC Three? That's right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, I remember that show. And um, so that you get the worst behaved dogs and the, you get these three trainer blokes who try and sort of sort them out. That's right, yeah. Did okay. it work? Yeah, it did. My dog's asleep downstairs now and I can walk him. It made a massive difference. Okay, and what did they say about the whole biting thing, though? Not that your dogs did, but what, what did the guys on Dog Borstal say at the BBC? Well, basically, they told us that the dog doesn't even have to bite anyone for, it to, for them to push for it to be destroyed. Just after someone has to prove that they're within fear of the dog. So the dog doesn't even have to bite anyone for it to be destroyed. Someone just <laughs> the has to. Chihuahua was scaring me. I am <laughs> terrified of that poodle. <laughs> so yeah, no, I was pretty shocked at the time, but they told us no. Someone could prove that they were in the say in the park and your dogs were up to them barking at them and and they were scared of it. That can be enough for them to ask for it to be destroyed. Oh, I don't agree with that. No, no, I. That's outrageous. Don't no, they say, like, there's no such thing as a bad dog, there's only a bad dog owner? 
Unless, yeah, of course, yeah. it's got rabies or distemper. <laughs> uh, I had an argument with a woman on a beach in Wales at the weekend because of her dog. She had one of those Staffordshire Bull Terriers, and I know that, you know, it, it's they are, they look a bit of an aggressive dog, but it is all, always how the raised, you yeah. know what I mean? But it ran up to Poppy, and it was, like, biting her, and I was petrified. And this fat owner sat on the backside at the back of the beach <laughs> going, uh, get over here, Barney, get over here. And I'm like, why don't you get off your backside and put it on a lead if it's going to be doing that to loads of other dogs. And did you say that? No. Hello to Coddy, uh, who says, put the dog down, could have attacked a kid. Yeah, that's a bit harsh, isn't it, yeah. Coddy? Well, We're trying to be constructive here. Come and, on, and, yeah. and if it's ever done it before and why it's done it. Yeah. Maybe him on his bike would be horrible to it. Maybe. Unlikely. Uh, someone that says, um, uh, if the dog... Uh, starts being aggressive, you can actually get it castrated. I can't understand how that would make me less aggressive if someone <laughs> tried to chop my... And that was the Tool and Cast for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're back on the Key 103 Breakfast Show Monday to Friday between 6 and 10. We'll see you next week on this podcast.